1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: What a week in the NBA this has been. And now the Thunder get to join the chaos. We were hit with a Woj bomb at 8 a.m. this morning about a trade that Sam Presti made. Kemba Walker is now a member. Of the Oklahoma City Thunder. We're going to get into what that trade is, what that trade means, what we know, what we don't know, questions to be answered, and what we can do in this upcoming NBA draft. All that and more on this special emergency episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder,
1: your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Let's get it going on the On Thunder Podcast, on the On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O-ThunderPod. Email the show, lo gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the Woj Bomb that shook the world at 8, 11 a.m. this morning as the Thunder trade for Kimba Walker. Go over the trade, what it means for Boston, what it means for the Thunder, what it means moving forward, what it means for Kimba Walker, uh, and, and all, all that goes into this trade. Now, we've already had a show for Friday. It's it's the Mock Draft Show. You can go back and listen to when this podcast is over, if you haven't not already. Uh, this is going to be the Emergency Bonus Pod. And of course, we still next week have our chat with Richard Samen, and we have our chat uh, about the NBA draft. Now for this trade, the Thunder are going to send away a 2023 second round pick, Al Horford and Moses Brown. They're going to get back from Boston, a 2021 first round pick, 16th overall Kimball Walker and a 2025 second round pick. Now the protections on those picks for 2023, the pick the Thunder send out will be the least valuable of Oklahoma city's three second round picks that year. Now, in 2025, the second-round pick Oklahoma City gets in the trade will be the most valuable of either Memphis's or Boston's second-round pick. Now, what does this mean for the Thunder in terms of what they gave up? Uh, Well, they gave up Al Horford, who the plan was always to trade at the end of the year. Uh, They they were very upfront about that at all three stages of the season last year, preseason, during the season, end of the season. It it was totally apparent they were going to trade Al Horford, he gets to go back to Boston, a place he loves. He'll help that locker room a lot in her new head coach. You've heard Mark Dignott talk about how much help he was, Al Horford was, for a first-year head coach. Boston might go the first-year head coach route, so Al Horford can help there a lot in that capacity. He's also a really nice fit on the floor. And then the Thunder also throw in Moses Brown, who you know that I think will be at best a role player, and you know I'm even skeptical about that, if he can be more than just a gimmicky matchup-based player. It's no harm, no foul to toss in Moses Brown, to this steal. Horford, of course, the last year for Steel is non-guaranteed. And this is Brad Stevens' first big move, first acquisition, first trade. So this will go down in history for that reason as well. For the Thunder, this gets interesting. And the most interesting part about this trade to me is not Kimball Walker, the player. It's the 2021 first-round pick, 16th overall this year. That allows the Thunder to have so much flexibility. They now have six draft picks in this year's draft. Three first-round picks, three second-round picks. The Thunder showed you with this trade how much they value the players in this year's draft class and that they are monitoring trading up in this draft and that the odds are they're going to climb up in this draft. Even if they get one in five, they can trade uh, pick 16 and trade a second-round pick or two and try to move up maybe even to the top 10. That'd be insane to have picks one, five, and 10, but it's possible. Uh, And also, just the benefit of having 16 is huge because we've done a lot of draft profiles so far. We're going to continue to do a lot more. And a lot of those profiles with Jalen Johnson, you know, with Moses Moody, these players, they're kind of all over the board right now, all over mock drafts, all over big uh, big boards. They're not really definitive in where they're going to go to where there's going to be value to be had at pick 16. Somebody's going to slip. Somebody's going to fall to pick 16. And the value on that pick is more than, say, Moses Brown, right? It's more than uh, what you can get elsewhere. And then also, not to mention, I don't know if they'll stay at 16. I think there's a good chance they're going to trade up from 16. And this will all be a moot point. So just getting that ammunition, uh, getting that tangible pick right now where you know the value of it at 16 to use to trade up and climb up in the draft is huge. We'll see what happens on Tuesday in terms of the full draft picture, but at least you know one pick is solidified in 16. You you could have 18, you could have two top five picks, but you're going to have for sure 16 and then work around that. And hopefully it's two top five picks with pick 16. But there's just no way that they don't trade up in some capacity when they have six picks in this year's draft. So that's going to happen. That's going to be fun. Uh, They get back. Kimba Walker, now the Thunder books are still very clean. They have so much money, and they were even struggling last year to reach the salary floor. It does not matter. You know, It does not matter at all to take on Kimba Walker's Kimba Walker's contract. It just doesn't matter financially. But Kimba is owed $36 million in 2021-2022. He has a player option that is worth $37 million in 2022-2023, a free agent after that season, of course. Uh, so after this season is over, He'll be an expiring deal, and expiring deals inherently have value at the NBA level. Now, the toughest reclamation project yet will be Kemba Walker for me. Uh, because when you look back at Chris Paul, he had to prove he could stay healthy, right? And of course, Chris Paul had a great season in Oklahoma City. He was great. And the Thunder utilized him well. The three-guard lineup was awesome, but he really had to show they can stay healthy and play nice with others, and he did that. And that was kind of on him uh, to get there. And without Horford, I said on this podcast, since the moment the trade was made. Look, it's a Philadelphia problem, not now Horford problem. He just needs to get in a better system and a better fit for him, and he'll show he can still play. He did that. With Kimba Walker, there's injury stuff. Even whenever he does play, he does not look totally great and totally like his old self. uh, To where I think that the Kimba Walker Reclamation Project will be the toughest yet for multiple reasons. Number one, uh, for Kimba himself to get back that value of his play. He's 31 years old. Now, he is the youngest of of the two, uh, of the three, Chris Paul, Al Horford, Kimba Walker. He's 31 years old. He's the youngest. Uh, but there's so many other factors. Before we get into any of those factors, though, the Thunder do have the right to have the benefit of the doubt. They they they've earned that right. They should be afforded that luxury. And so we have to sit back here, even if we don't agree with everything that's happening, or if we have some questions about things that are happening. We have to give Sam Presti and the company the the benefit of the doubt that this will work because it's had a, it has a track record of only working, right? Uh, but this will be the toughest call yet and the toughest decision yet for the Thunder. The beautiful thing about it, though, is. Even if this does not work out, trading Kimba Walker for like a second round pick later on means nothing. Like it does not hurt your future at all. It's does not change anything at all. There's there's literally no risk in this move. Uh, there is, though, a dance to be had. And it's going to be on Mark Day not to find that dance. And Mark will talk with Sam and talk with the organization. But Mark has to find that delicate balance, that fine line of playing Kimba and allowing Kimba to uh, get back his value as well as the young guys who need the ball in their hands. How many of these players need the basketball in their hands for the best possible maximization of their developmental plan? I mean, if you want SGA to be a point guard, of course he needs the ball in his hands. If you look at Tail Melodon, he needs the ball in his hands. I think that Darius Bazley and Pokoshevsky both need the ball in their hands in terms of to maximize uh, what their developmental plan should be. And that's not to mention a guy like Lou Dort, who maybe you want to still see in that playmaking role, and then not to mention your draft picks. You could draft Jalen Slugs, You could draft Kate Cunningham. You could draft any of these premier players, and there's a good chance you're going to draft a guy in the draft that needs the ball in his hands as well. So you know, that's the worry on the surface level, but there's ways to get around that. There's staggering lineups. you know. There's not playing Kemba every single game, of course, is an option that they'll utilize. But it's a legitimate concern. I understand the concern for that aspect of it because you do need Kemba to have the ball in his hands to recoup some of that value but it certainly is possible to get back that value on Kimba Walker. I do worry about the usage rate for Kimba Walker and how you balance that. Both that is fair to Kimba and is fair to your young guys, Uh, but the Thunder are smarter than I am, right? Mark's smarter than I am. Sam Pressley's smarter than I am. They know that too. They'll figure out the best possible plan. You have to give them time to do that and afford them that luxury of the method of the doubt, like we've talked about before. Now for the Thunder, the future of the Thunder, right? Nothing changes. It's, it's, Business as usual with added flexibility in the 2021 draft class. So the future of the Thunder is still intact. The future of the Thunder has not changed. And in fact, it gets better because you have even more ammunition in the 2021 NBA draft. This is a all-around win for the Thunder because even if they lose value on a possible Kimba Walker trade, right? you trade Kimba and you only get back a second round pick and a matching salary. That, that literally means nothing at that point. Like, like you're perfectly fine and content with that after just fleecing these other teams to where... You have enough assets. And if you get assets back for Kimball Walker, that's even better. Right. So you're in a win-win position there. And then in terms of you know tanking and wanting to be in the lottery again next year, Kimball Walker's an easily sneakable guy. And I say sneakable because if he pops up on an injury report from time to time, you know, every back-to-back and uh, you know every tough stretch of the season, no one bats an eye at that. Nobody's outright calling for shenanigans and tanking and whatnot. He just is a guy that needs to be managed. And and he'll always, from now on in his career needs to be managed, it seems like. So it's not like you drafted a guy that has to play and then will, at that point, raise your floor of your team and, and, and not allow you to reach your goal of another top pick next year. And then also, it does still give you a big salary on the books. And why does that matter? Well, the Thunder, number one, struggled last year to reach the salary floor. Number two, if the Thunder did want to go all in and push their chips in on a big contract like Carol Anthony Towns or Bradley Beal, you know, one of these named players, one of these star players, you need matching salaries. You need to be able to, to combat that and facilitate that. And Kimba Walker allows you to do that. It, it, again, gives you flexibility to continue to facilitate trades and match salaries. That's a big deal for Kimba Walker. It's a big deal for for other teams whenever you're trying to facilitate trades. It's a big deal for the Thunder. Like, this is all around a win for the Thunder, even though uh, you know I'm not excited about Kimba Walker, the player. Now, we're going to talk about coming up, what does this mean for Kimba Walker? What does this mean for the Thunder on the floor? Because it's all about roster construction in segment one. Talk about if there's such a thing as too many first-round picks, and then, of course, Al Horford says goodbye to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I do want to tell you right now about good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball's in full swing right now. Track the action at betonline.ag. So get the latest news, odds, and info on all the sporting news, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Do not sit on silence anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device, and sign up today. Whenever you do, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sign-up bonuses, contest information, and news. Go there right now. BetOnline, betonline betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ronald Sousa. You can follow me on Twitter. At Ryland underscore Styles. that R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. Now with this Kemba Walker deal. Last year Kemba averaged 19 points per game, four rebounds, five assists, 42% from the floor, 36% from three, 90% from the line, 3.3 win shares. Played in 43 games. He played in 56 last year in 2020 in 2019 2020, and then he played in all 82 in 2018 2019. So what happens now? What's the future look like for all parties involved? Uh, will Kemba Walker ever play in Oklahoma City is a big question. For my money, I think that he will play in Oklahoma City, but the Thunder will look to move him right away. Like They're trying to facilitate a trade for him right away, I'm sure, right this moment, but I think that it's going to be too hard to find a partner in this offseason, and he'll play for the Thunder in some capacity next year. When will Kemba get moved? You know, it's tough to move a big contract like this in season, so I'd say next offseason season is when Kemba will get traded as he's an expiring contract and after he goes through the Thunder car wash and, and and gets all cleaned up from his image and from his play style. Does this move mean anything for the Thunder to draft in terms of the draft prospect they're going to go after? Right, so does trading out Horford and Moses Brown it just automatically mean they, they love Evan Mobley? No, it does not mean that at all. Uh, the Thunder will still evaluate all prospects and still take the best player available. They're not going to draft Evan Mobley because he's a center. If they draft Evan Mobley, it's because they love him as a prospect. Uh, And trading away a guy like Moses Brown and Al Horford doesn't mean you love uh, Evan Mobley as a prospect. I mean, it could, but it doesn't mean that automatically because, again, neither one of those players were the long-term starter for Oklahoma City or a long-term option for Oklahoma City. And Moses Brown, who was the throw-in in in this deal, uh, and we were all anticipating the, the Al Horford move, and then people got shocked by the Moses Brown move, he is not an above-replacement-level player. Like, if you sign Tony Bradley back, if you sign uh, Mike Muscala back, the same output, right, as Moses Brown, outside of maybe two or three handful of great games that he might have. As a pure player and pure talent, I think that Tony Bradley's better than Moses Brown. So if you do re-sign him, you, know, you did upgrade at that point. But it's too early in the rebuild to draft a guy just because he plays a position of need. And so the Thunder will not do that. Now, for the Thunder roster next year, though, this, does, this trade reassures and reaffirms that the Thunder roster next year will have a ton of rookies. And they're going to lose a ton of games, not because they're not talented, but look at the Pistons. I mean, they had a couple all-rookie players, and they still were the second-worst team in the NBA. It's it's just to the point where you're going to have young guys, they're going to be talented, or they're going to be competitive, and they're not going to know yet how to close out games. And then you ask yourself, is Kimball Walker even going to be in the closing lineup, which is unlikely because of the motive of the season and getting young players experience and playing young players and exploring the roster. So even Cardiac Kimba wouldn't necessarily help them close out games, especially the later into the season that this team gets. But the biggest point is they have so much flexibility moving forward. I I don't like the addition of Kimba Walker as a player in a vacuum. I don't like the fact that he takes away uh, touches from the players that you want with the ball in their hands. I think that it's going to be really hard to to get back value for Kimba Walker. And that this could be where the line ends and, and where the buck stops in terms of the Thunder, just getting all these unmovable contracts and then moving them for immense value. But Sam Presti's smarter than me, and he didn't think so, right? Sam Presti's smarter than me, and he thinks that they can do it. And so the Thunder do deserve that benefit of the doubt. And they do have still immense flexibility. Now, for free agency, it could be big for Mike Muscala, for Tony Bradley, uh, two free agents who otherwise were up in the air about their returning. Maybe now you for sure sign Mike Muscala and then really debate signing Tony Bradley. And then, of course, the question comes about do the Thunder have too many first round picks. No, the Thunder do not have too many first round picks. That is simply impossible. And you can't keep judging what the Thunder are doing based on other GMs, right? Sam Presti has already shown that he is willing to package picks to go get whoever he zeroes in on. Now, it's had to be so far because it's only a year into this thing, folks. And we're already making these sweeping judgments about how it's going to fail and how he has too many first round picks. But we're only a year into it and Sam Presti zeroed in on Alexey Pokoshevsky, right? He was so zeroed in that the most tight-lipped organization in sports allowed everyone and their mother to know they wanted Pokoshevsky, right? It got out because he was so focused and zeroed in on Pokoshevsky. And at the hint that the Mavericks might draft Pokoshevsky, which I think was complete and total smokescreen, and was just the Mavericks trying to leverage and getting a trade done with Oklahoma City, at the, at the hint of that, the Thunder, consolidate draft picks, combine draft picks, and go get Pokashevsky with the trade-up. And that trade could be considered an overpay for Pokusevski, but they did it because that's their guy. So whenever they have a guy, they're going to use their assets. This is not a Danny Ainge situation where if they, where he valued assets more than he valued his guy, right? If Sam Presti has the option to go get a guy that he thinks can truly help this organization, either long-term or short-term, he's going to go and compile these draft picks and just push him to the all in on the table and get back his guy, like Pogoszewski, and then to a greater extent, if he falls in love with Cat and he wants out, or Bradley Beal and he wants out, or whoever might be the next disgruntled NBA star, he'll have that luxury and he'll have the goal to go ahead and go do that and go ahead and make that trade and pull the trigger. He will not wait around and, and try to conserve Tyler Hero and not go get James Harden or, or leak out there that they were going to get Anthony Davis but didn't want to give up an extra an extra first-round pick. No, he's going to go get his guy, and that's the most important part. What's happening in the NBA media right now is that everyone's acting like that high school senior that read the Communist Manifestos and is now acting superior than now and that he's the smartest person in the room uh, and saying, well, you know, the Thunder actually have too many first-round picks, and actually, uh, the, the, they're not going to be very valuable because first-round picks in general are not very valuable unless you have the top 1% of the first round. And actually... Most first-round picks do not work out, and, and they're going to actually have bad value. And first-round picks are like cars. When you drive them off the lot, they lose value. Ha, 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 You're not reinventing the wheel whenever you say those things. Everyone understands that, except for Danny Ainge. And, and Sam Presti, I don't know if you know this, is not the same person as Danny Ainge. Sam Presti has already shown an aggressive nature about him and an aggressiveness with these picks to go get a player that he loves. He tried to trade up for the Mellow Ball. So... Even a year ago, he was trying to be aggressive and trade up for Prokoszewski and try to trade up for Lamelo Ball. Now, he actually has a seat at the table. He actually has the assets and the top-ish pick, whichever way the lottery sticks out Tuesday, to be able to realistically go be aggressive and trade for his guy. Now, from everything I've heard from talking to people, it still seems like Cade Cunningham will be off the table in terms of a trade package for him. But anyone else in this draft, short of Cade Cunningham, is going to be able to be acquired via the trade and the Thunder have set themselves up to be able to climb up draft boards with relative ease. There is no such thing as having too many first-round picks. Now, coming up, we're going to talk about Horford saying goodbye to Oklahoma City and talk more about what this means for the Thunder.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow alternate routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to alternate routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: We are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter it's at Styles. That's at R Y L A N. Underscore S T I L E S. We had our mock draft show. We're going to be live on Spotify Green Room later on this afternoon to talk about this even more. So follow me over there as well at Ryland underscore Styles. So putting a bow on the Kimba Walker thing. Don't like the fit basketball wise, but the Thunder do deserve to method out. If they get value for Kimba Walker, great. If not, shrug your shoulders. Who cares? It matters not. It does not change the floor or raise the floor for the Thunder because they're going to manage it properly. They'll still look to move them around even before the year even starts. And a lot can still change between now and then. Without Horford, he sends out a tweet saying goodbye to the Thunder. He says, "Quote: Thank you to Clay Bennett, Sam Presti, Mark Degnan, my teammates, and the entire Thunder organization for their professionalism during my time in Oklahoma City. While it was short, it was a first class all the way. Me and my family are extremely thankful and appreciative." End quote. Yeah, believe a random person who has sources uh, that the Yao Horford split. And shutdown It's not mutual, and Al Horford hates the Thunder and yada, yada, yada. Even though Al Horford, his sister, and the organization have all said they all have respect for each other. They all agreed to shut down the season, yada, yada, yada. So Al, so Al Horford says goodbye. They're on good footing, and he'll be very good in Boston. I like the addition for Boston a lot. Tuesday still is a huge deal for Oklahoma City, obviously with the draft lottery, uh, but there's still some possible suitors for Kimba Walker preseason that we can get into later on next week uh, and more on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Make sure to go back and listen to Friday's podcast, uh, with the actual one, which was the Mock Draft 3.0 with all of my fellow Locked NBA hosts. On Monday, we're going to have Richard Staman on the show to preview the combine and preview the NBA lottery. Tuesday, we'll take our final few simulations and talk about what each result would mean for the Thunder on Tuesday and talk more about Kimba Walker and... <laughs> Al Horford and, and this trade that happened. We'll see if Sam Presti gets crazy between now and then as well. Wednesday, we're going to recap the lottery, of course, and have all the fallout from that. And then we're also going to have our draft previews along the way as well with all of our different prospects we still got to get to. We've had a lot already, so go back and listen to those as well. Cape Cunningham, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, all the good players that you know and love, and many more. Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, Jalen Johnson are all available right now to go back and listen to if you have not already. Thank you for listening to this bonus emergency podcast, and we'll be back on Monday with Richard Stamen talking all about the NBA Combine. Until then, I'm Ryland Stiles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. I I want to leave you with our Locked On Celtics host, John Corrales, talking about this Kimbo Walker trade, what it means for Boston, We went all over the Oklahoma City side. Here from Boston right now from Locked On Celtics. Go check out that podcast as well.
3: Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast after a Kemba Walker trade to Oklahoma City for Al Horford and Moses Brown. The Celtics are also sending over the 16th overall pick in this year's draft. So I look at it as this, they're basically drafting Moses Brown with the 16th pick and then it's Kemba Walker for Al Horford and that's the easiest way to process it, I think. You get in Moses Brown, a young big that can help boost your your front line. Obviously, I think Robert Williams is still the starting center, but you now have two athletic rim runners that can really put pressure on opposing defenses. So that's good. Two young guys that can be the front court of your future. The Celtics do have uh, a nice little rotation, I think, building up in their center spot. It does leave Tristan Thompson out. I think Tristan Thompson is a strong candidate to be moved now. Somebody has to move. It might be Al Horford, for all we know. They could try to save some more money. This deal does save them about $20 million over the next two years. So that's going to be a significant tax savings. On top of whatever they don't have to pay in taxes now that they've moved Kemba. As far as Kemba goes... He's going to Oklahoma City. I don't think he plays a minute for Oklahoma City, and I'm really curious to see what Sam Presti does. Boston saves money. They get a good young prospect. They get Al Horford back. Robert Williams loves Al Horford. Boston loves Al Horford. Well, most of Boston, I think. Horford loves Boston, so it's going to be a nice reunion. And in two years, when his contract is up and it's that big free agent class of 2023, his money comes off the books, and the Celtics are set up to be players in that big free agent frenzy, all of this is going to be something that I discuss in an emergency pod on the Locked On Celtics podcast. So make sure you're subscribed
2: and watch
3: the show on YouTube.
2: There you have it, Boston side of this trade. Check out Locked On Celtics. Come back on Monday to Locked On Thunder for our chat with draft expert Richard statement about the combine and the lottery. Enjoy your weekend. Until then, be good and be good to one another. What a perfect ending
0: to a
3: historic day! Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music
0: app today.